Good afternoon, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very, very unique and perfectly, uh, perfect, perfectly timed podcast. Welcome to JMT TV and the Real Jamie Milne Podcast. I am here with Dr. Ratna Asavatham. Yep. Oh, there it is here. Um, and as I was saying, this is a unique opportunity. Uh, Dr. Ratna is a highly, highly respected uh, professional in the medical field here on the Sunshine Coast. He's been part of Queensland Health since 1992, that's 28 years. Director of surgery for 16 years, a specialist in uh, pancreas and the liver. Did I get those body, research, yeah. Did I get the body parts right? Yes, yes yeah. I got those body parts right. Uh, has his own private practice, uh, Pacific Surgical Care. Yeah. Yeah. Still going, he's got a bit more runway. Uh, he, he uh, Ratner has his father to two amazing boys, both uh, uniquely talented themselves, and a lovely wife, Antoinette. So, um, family here on the Sunshine Coast. You've been in Australia since you were 14, but born in, yeah. born in Africa? Uh, born in Africa, born in Nigeria, yeah, and wow. spent my early years and then came here when I was 14, yeah. Yeah, wow, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Just when, I, when you think when I was uh, doing a little bit of research on Ratna and it's like, oh my God, my mind was bending at, uh, yeah, your contribution to healing, to health, to medicine, uh, and yeah, Australia and the Sunshine Coast would be lucky to have you, that's for sure. Oh, so, thanks, Jamie, I yeah. don't know about that, but it's interesting when you look back and you go, didn't plan any of that. <laughs> it's, it's only, yeah, when you look back and you go, interesting how life works. Yeah, yeah. how did all that happen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't yeah. remember that. Today's Sunday afternoon, you look back, and by the way, today's Sunday afternoon, this busy man has uh, left his family at home to come and spend uh, 20 minutes with us and look it is an important topic and I believe it's timed perfectly well um, as at the moment the world seems to be they call it a pandemic is it a pandemic yeah. uh, with coronavirus uh, Ratner's not a specialist uh, on coronavirus but obviously with his um, the tail of the tape is uh, suitably positioned to share his perception what what you think um, how things are going and we're going to take this opportunity one to be useful for people here on the Sunshine Coast who love and care about our families and friends, and also if anybody else can gain any value and usefulness from just our, our casual conversation, um, it would be amazing. Um, so thank you for your time, because we really appreciate it. It's Sunday afternoon. Podcast history. Um, the, the quick, the quick obvious question: What is what is coronavirus, or is it COVID nineteen? COVID nineteen. Uh, yeah. So. Just to get right back to the basics, uh, coronavirus is just a name for a virus and like any other naming convention, we name our kids, we name other things, yeah. uh, we have to name it so that we don't uh, mix up with other versions. So it's a family of viruses, very similar to the common cold in, in part of its uh, family, yeah. but it mutates as viruses do. And uh, so this particular one is called corona yeah. because it's actually, when you look at it under the electron microscope, the particle has a whole lot of uh, bumps on it, which look like a crown. Hence the corona, which is Latin for crown. So it's called coronavirus because of that. Wow. And it's called the novel coronavirus, or the new coronavirus, because yeah. the SARS virus is actually a coronavirus, which was the, the uh, previous uh, epidemic. It's a while ago, wasn't it? It's uh, 2009 or somewhere Let's around. say almost 10 years, yeah. or more than 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And same, there was a Middle Eastern uh, respiratory uh, disease as well. Yeah in and around the same time, which is also a coronavirus. Okay. Uh, so they're just different versions of this mutating. Okay. 
So that's the coronavirus. And then the reason they call it COVID-19 is the coronavirus is a virus, but the disease it causes is a certain group of symptoms, yes. uh, which includes pneumonia. And so they called it COVID, which is coronavirus disease. Yeah. 2019 because that's when it came. It's December 2019 yeah, or something. Yeah. So that's that's the naming convention. That's okay, all, so. so that's what that's all about. Yeah, learning already. This is good. This is exciting. Um, and what? So I suppose probably the biggest thing. And as a small business owner, and I know you know you see all the the posts on Facebook. It, it seems like there's an enormous amount of what do you call it? Fear mongering, scare tactics, propaganda, sensationalism. Um, and then there's value, you read some yeah. things and it's like, okay, well that makes sense. Um, from a, a simplistic perspective, what can we do to prevent? So, you know, I'm not sure, is there, is there much of it going around the Sunshine Coast or potentially will it get here? Um, yeah. What do you, it will get here. Oh, yeah. oh well, I think it, it will get everywhere, yeah. probably eventually. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, before we go there, and, Yes, I agree with you. There's a lot of stuff happening out there. I read, and, I, and I'm no expert by any means, and I sit there uh, trying to avoid the news usually. But when I'm reading it, I'm going, I have no idea which to believe, what to, to sit through, oh, and so how, how to understand all of this, even with some background knowledge. So I can only imagine what the average uh, person without it is, uh, is struggling with. It's probably fighting over toilet paper in the aisles and yeah. coals. And, no, well, that's, yeah. that's exactly right. But that, that's an important uh, uh, sort of... Uh, Thing to note is how we behave as humans mm. to some of this stuff. The fact that we're getting so much different information is a fact is related to the fact that we don't know much about it, mm. and because there's not enough information, uh, that's why we aren't getting one single answer. Mm. And we're not likely to get one single answer because it's going to evolve as we go through this. Yeah. As we get more information, the answers will become clearer and clearer. Yes. And if you look at it historically, from SARS, from the other one, from uh, previous ones in 2000, we get a new disease and when we look back we go, there is a process by which we find out about it, we get a vaccine and we get on top of it. Mm. And we have persisted for thousands of years. And here humans, we go again. And we're going to do it again. Not the first rodeo. No. <laughs> so that's the important thing to, to yeah. remember. But for me, the reassuring thing is that we will get through it. Mm. Um, and, but the important part is that we act as a community, as a group of people. Oh, yeah. It's so easy to become, I'm individual and I'm going to survive mm. at the expense of everyone else, but humankind doesn't work like that. There's no point in us surviving. I mean, you can't with a virus like this. You can't not get infected mm. if everyone else gets infected. You will get infected eventually. It doesn't matter how many hand washes you've got and how much toilet paper you've got, yeah. you will get infected. What a great point. But yes. if you have enough people that don't, because we all act together, you, know, you might we can grow reduce people. the impact of this thing. Mm. And so there's a couple of things there, the individual bit, and then there's a community bit, as I see it anyway. And wow. we're hearing two different parts of it. You're seeing all the hysteria because the individuals think that this is something out of Walking Dead. Mm. Or, you know, if anyone watched 28 Days Later, mm. uh, that, that horror movie freaked me out. Yeah. But it shows you what a disease can do, like Ebola. Yeah. But this is a bit different, right? This is not as bad as some of these diseases, but it's more infective, more contagious. So yes. there's more people likely to get it. Gotcha. And, and that's why I think people are struggling with the amount of information. Yeah. There's two different parts to this. And I suppose having multiple platforms where the information can be dispersed with different opinions and different agendas. Yes. Um, that's such such great info, Ratna. Like that alone is um, 
Yeah, is, is, is incredible. The What do you think, what would be, and I know this seems like a very simplistic question, but what are some of the things we can do to prevent, just like simple things, yeah. um, as a community, as individuals, um, what, what do you think about that? Like, is it strengthen the immune system? Yeah. I know in my mind, which is nothing compared to anything medical related, but as a, as a fitness and health mm. professional, I think, you know, would we strengthen one's immune system, do the right things, eat yeah. real food, drink lots of water, yeah. you know, do what mum and dad said when you were five, when you come out of the toilet, wash your hands. Yeah. Um, and I think, oh, cough. exactly. So you, you, you put a post up, I think, on, uh, on the page recently, which I think touches everything that you should do, which is exactly that. We need to take personal responsibility for our health uh, as an individual first, before worrying about the rest of the, the world, right? So yeah. the important things are how not to get sick firstly, not just from the coronavirus, but from the flu that's coming up in winter anyway, yeah. and from many other yeah, colds, is coming, and yeah. from any other thing that you're trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. So yes, eating healthy, drinking plenty of fluid, and looking after your sleep, you know, not getting too stressed about uh, things that you don't need to get stressed about, mm. managing your work schedule if you, if you can mm -hmm. uh, appropriately, critical bits to remain healthy. Mm. to try and minimize the effect of whatever you get, even if you get the coronavirus, the effect will hopefully be better because you've managed your health yeah. better. And then, and that's if you're a healthy person. And if you're less healthy, mm. it's even more important. God, uh, isn't yeah. that correct? Yeah. That's the concerning thing. And I often think when you, when you I even think of, um, I'm going a bit off subject here, but I, I was down at the beach yesterday. I, I, myself and my friend were the only ones in the water surfing and admittedly at the beach we were at it looked like a mud bath and it was messy and it was stormy but the thing that made me think is I walked through a group of lads and they're just doing what lads do on a Saturday afternoon mm -hmm. one guy in particular was like really intoxicated and it actually made me think he wasn't problematic but I could tell he was mm -hmm. you know, having a good old time with his friends and I thought even that you know being hung over for a couple of days yeah. and everything is compromised like if a flu or a virus was going to strike, it would, it would get you, wouldn't it, if you were, you know, in a, in a bad state, unhealthy. Yeah, definitely, you're more likely to get it. And secondly, uh, when you get it, you're more likely to have a longer duration of illness and possibly a more severe one. It just depends on, on how badly compromised you are. Wow. So, so, just so I understand, so I really, I really like this, ladies and gentlemen, whoever's watching this, taking personal responsibility first and mm -hmm. foremost with the simple things. Um, just trying to keep yourself healthy the best you can with what you've got, um, mitigating stress, getting some sleep, good food, keeping active, um, things like that, just the simple basic things. As, um, as a community, so when you talked about that at the start, like so as a collective, as a group of people, what's some of the simple things we can do? Um, you know, going further and beyond individual responsibility. So the next step, obviously, is you've tried to prevent this disease. Once that goes beyond that and you do get it, or people around you get it, then that becomes a community responsibility. Because if you get it individually, then what you should be doing is isolating appropriately. You know, mm -hmm. it's so, and we're the worst of that, medical people. And I am actually one of the worst uh, when this happened. And all my career I've been like this. I will be operating despite being. Uh, sick and having having the flu, and my justification is that putting someone off who has something that needs done, whether it's a cancer or whatever, uh, it weighs heavily on my conscience, so I can't. But that's actually the wrong thing to do, and especially for something like this, 
So you, what you really need to be able to do is work out how to isolate yourself when you've got symptoms that are worrying. So if you've got fever, you've got a cough, and or you've been in contact with someone who either has COVID or you've traveled, definitely you should be getting tested and, and being isolated. But even if you're not, even if you've just got a common cold, in this context, you should probably be isolating yourself. Yeah. Uh, trying to do all the right things, hand washing, you know, uh, avoiding coughing because it's spread by, by droplets, much like the cold. Yeah, which, um, which is, that's just your, your coughing. Yeah, the saliva. So if I'm any, coughing any, now and not covering up, you'd be like, oh, thanks for that, Jamie. You yes. Be, yeah. yeah, you've got, got a good spray. <laughs> got a <laughs> burn, on you. Yeah. a mist. That's right. Just a bitinia mist, just everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So to avoid all of that is really important because that avoids you then contaminating someone else. Mm. But even if you didn't get the disease and someone you know did, making sure they're isolated, making sure you're providing them with the needs like food and, and other needs yeah. that allows them to be isolated, your neighbors if they're sick and okay. you, can, you can help. That's what a community does. Yeah. Um, so all of those things start to become really community-minded things. God, great advice. That, that probably explains the extreme um, Emptying of the the aisles at Coles, you know, with your rice and your tuna and all those things. Those long-lasting products are, you know, it's been bloody disintegrated. I was just in Coles, and yeah, with Jared and uh, my son Jared, and he pointed out the shelves were bare, like on in the pasta and rice aisles. Yeah, you know, I understand uh, yeah. why. Now I understand. But it, again, it's because people are projecting all of this stuff. Yes on an individual basis, but sometimes forgetting that they're also part of a community. Can you imagine the poor eight-year-old who doesn't get out much and needs uh, the carer to come and get them once a week to do their shopping? Yeah. Where are they going to find rice or, I know. or pasta? I actually thought about that yesterday. As you know, I put the post up and, and in true Jamie spirit, I was enthusiastic about, right, this is what we can do as a gym. Mm. We're going to spray everybody's hands before they start. And I've got this beautiful idea. They're just about to grab a barbell and I'll be there. On the hands, there you go, you're welcome. And then one on the way out the door, a new powerful hand soap, and I was all excited, and then I went to the first IGA, and it's like, nothing. What? Yeah. And then uh, went to another sort of hybrid, uh, friendly grocer, nothing. Yeah. And I thought, maybe, maybe Canara will have something. Yeah. <laughs> Canara did have something, but it, uh, it cost a fair bit to get. Yeah. But we got there in the end, but not easy. And then I thought, what about the people in the... Elderly villagers and you know senior citizens—they got no chance. Mm. And that's really—that's super. And the problem is, they're the ones with the highest risk. So this is where community-mindedness really becomes important. And it's easy to say, but the problem is, it's very hard to make the community actually understand and truly believe that that is where we should go as a community. Yeah. Because it's so much easier to go. Well, no, no. As long as me and everyone around me and my family don't. Yeah, this or diet we're this. good for two weeks. That's fine. Because I've got every single John yeah. West tuna you could ever imagine. Every yes. flavour. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of rice. So we're, we're fine. We're fine yeah. for two weeks. Mm. That's interesting. Uh, I really hope if you're watching this team, some of this advice and suggestions from Ratna is truly incredible. And prior to this podcast, it, it's answered a lot of questions for me. Um, I saw, uh, and sort of something a little bit different here, a little left field. I saw uh, an Instagram video from Kerwin Rain who's a um, bit of a, um, uh, a leader and, and uh, online, one of the social media and personal development sort of guys. And he made an interesting statement about, I uh, said something like, uh, consider the vaccine of, um, oh, what did he say? 
there was something to do with the mind, like just basically changing your perception on mm. this whole thing, um, especially with the scaremongering type stuff. Like perhaps look at it, like you can't disregard what's happening. Mm. It's serious, it's a serious thing. But perhaps the perception and how you look at this could potentially be changed. Absolutely. You know, instead of from a fear base, you know, where, where is the silver lining? Where is the mm. positivity in this? Because there must be one. Mm. Um, and and I, I quite like that. And it, oh, that's right. The va- consider the, the vaccine of your mind. So mm. perhaps looking at it in a different way. And, and he also had you know, said he wasn't disregarding the medical profession or anything like that. It was mm. just potentially as individuals um, don't go into states of panic every you know, every three hours and rush to Coles and quickly see if the toilet paper's returned so you can go and get some more. Mm. Um, I don't know, what's your thoughts? Is there any Yeah, no, look, I think it's, I, I think I did catch a little bit of uh, a version of that from him. Yeah. And uh, I, I completely agree, right? Uh, in thinking about this, if you look at what's happening in the media, there are all this opinionated stuff coming from all the major countries and, and all the major political parties. If you listen to, I'm not sure that listening to Trump is a great idea. I listen to it and go, really? How yeah. does this person ever? How did he get uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but that's, that's a separate issue. But even in, in their you know, talk shows and things, there's a whole different number of views on this. Mm. And it just shows you that there's perspective involved in here. And what we've got to do is manage our perspective of this. Mm. Firstly, if you look at what happens with these flus, like the one in um, uh, 100 years ago, in 1918, which killed, I think, uh, 50 million people. Oh, wow. Right? Yes. So influenza uh, epidemic or pandemic then killed 50 million people. Before we had antibiotics, before we had antivirals, before we had anything else. Put that in perspective to, to now and you go, well, look, we're going to lose, yes, a few hundred thousand. Mm. All right. But put that in perspective of how many we lose for heart disease, smoking, uh, diabetes, Obesity. all of which we actually do to ourselves it starts to pale in comparison. Mm. So I, I, I struggle like everyone else, I think is gonna struggle with finding a positive message yeah. uh, out of this. But I yeah. think I, I understand the perspective bit, which is yeah. one, let's look at it from two, two different perspectives. One, from an individual perspective, is this likely to kill me? And we're all gonna have different perspectives. Mm. I'm gonna have a different one to someone who has say two elderly parents and two grandmothers in their household. So if they get it, there's a high risk of death in that household. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Whereas if I've got um, 18 year olds, which I have, right? Mm. The chances of us dying from this is small. Mm. That's what the, the, the statistics say. Mm. However, the chances of me maybe having a problem with my job or with my, might be quite high because if I, I'm a small business owner, for example, mm. even though I might not die from this, the impact socially is gonna be huge. Yeah, that's right. So everyone has an individual impact from this. Mm. It's not just death that's the problem. Mm. It's all the other bits. Economically. And, so yeah. each of us has to work out what that perspective is for us mm. and then work out how do we adapt to it, which I think is what Kevin Ray was saying. Yeah. How do you innovate to this? How do you adapt? That's right, innovate. How do you adapt to this? Because it is an absolute critical thing. Yeah. And if you just curl up in a corner and cry, yeah. it's not going to help you much. No. Right? But equally, uh, just becoming selfish and trying to uh, hoard things for yourself mm. is probably not going to help you either because the impact's still going to happen around you. Yes. And will eventually impact on you. Yeah. Very valid point. Wow. So how do you, so how do you see this? Not be panicked and um, yeah. and then do some constructive things. It's almost like just pausing a little bit, isn't it? Just try and stay calm in this chaos, pause a little bit before making decisions, rash decisions. Um, I think it's really good advice. I think there's some amazing tips here and strategies to 
you know, navigate, navigate our way through this time. Um, and even, I mean, this is totally applicable to everyone, not just us, obviously here on the Sunshine Coast, mm-hmm. uh, in this community, but everywhere, really good advice. Do you have any summarizing um, points or, or tips or anything, Ratna, that you think other than what you've, what you've sort of shared today? Uh, the only thing I'd say is it's going to be okay. Yeah. There's going to be an impact there. You can't avoid it, but we have to be realistic about it. We can't prevent anything bad ever happening in our lives. Mm-hmm. So we've got to take that perspective that bad things do happen. How do we minimize bad things yes. for us individually, but also for us as a, a community and country? And how to well, basically even out the whole spread of it rather than let the whole thing come to a peak and crash the whole country. So our individual responsibility is going to be key in that. Yes. No matter how much the government does, how much other people do, it's not going to be enough without us yeah. participating. So I think we need to take some of that responsibility as well. But ultimately, it will be okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. There is hope, ladies and gentlemen. I've got a, I read a thing on Facebook just to summarise. Handshaking's no good these days. Don't handshake. Don't touch anybody. Oh, look, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know about this. Like, Okay, if, if you're going to handshake... Um, you might want to uh, not touch your face yeah. and clean your hands. There's nothing wrong with handshaking. I, I think it's again one of those things that becomes very uh, topical yeah. and easy to have a sound bite or a, or a video bite on, on media with the politicians. I don't know whether it's going to be practical. Yeah. Like, stop touching your face. Have you, I'm sure people who have been watching that have not noticed me touch my face probably five times already yeah. in the video. Me, I think but that's because me. we live our lives like this. Yeah. You can't just command someone to stop what their habit was for the entire life yeah. because for the next six weeks we don't touch up. It's not going to happen. Mm. So I think we've got to be more practical and go, well, yes, if you're going to handshake, just don't touch it or immediately wash hands. Yeah. Um, so I, just, I just worry that the negative social impact of us not even greeting each other, not touching it, might actually overwhelm. Yeah. But again, it's a personal decision. And if you know that someone's actually being in contact, always unwell, you probably are yeah. better off having distance. In fact, they are the ones who should be initiating that and going, I'm not touching I'm so sorry, I'm not feeling the That's why I mean by personal responsibility, yeah. yeah. I've had a cough, a cough or a cold and for the last three years I'm recovering, I'm better off not touching you, sorry. Yeah. Put it on yourself rather than putting it on them to not touch you. And that's how I kind of understood it. Um, I just thought, you know, Handshaking is fine, a little sneaky hug, whatever, wash your hands a bit more than often. But if you're feeling unwell or somebody else, then that's, a, that's probably a no-go at this yeah. time. Um, that's awesome, Rana. Once again, man, I'm absolutely grateful and appreciate you giving your time. I think the amount of value just from your perception, just simple tips and tools for this, for this uh, pandemic is just amazing. And we're truly, truly grateful. I know I am. I know the rest of the people that watch this will be as well so thank you so much for giving up your sunday afternoon to just to give us a, a bit of guidance and uh that's amazing I really thank appreciate you, it. it's a privilege yeah. as I said before yeah. my brother thank you thank you mate awesome wow that's so good